we welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. Some Christians do not celebrate birthdays or anniversaries because of a misinterpretation of Galatians 4, 10, and 11. I didn't put the scripture up here, but the scripture is basically talking about you observe days, months, and years. And, and it was Paul actually telling people that it's not important for you to institute those days and force people to accept those days in order to be Christians. Okay? And so people have taken that scripture out of context and made it to mean that God doesn't want us recognizing certain days. So some people left churches because they were having church anniversary services. Some people, amen. Some people, I'm serious. Nothing wrong with a church anniversary service. Is that what you want to have? Man, God is not set up. What? Church anniversary. (laughs) It's not that serious. Amen. We have dominion. Look at somebody say dominion. We have dominion in the earth. So you want to celebrate whatever day. You set that day aside. This is my day to do this. This is my day to do that. God is not looking at that and saying, uh-uh, I said, don't observe times. The Apostle Paul did not forbid celebrations. Quite the contrary. Look at somebody say, quite the contrary. God originally instituted festivals and feasts to memorialize important events. God is the one that started the partying. Did God start the party? God started the party. Yes, he did. God is honored when our earthly customs commemorate him and not pagan deities. Amen? So God started, look at somebody say, God started the party. Yes, he did. To commemorate certain events, to act as milestones for certain things. That's when he started the feast. That's what the Sabbath was. The original Sabbath was to commemorate his resting and him completing creation. Another Christian argument against Christmas. Christmas was founded by the Roman Emperor Constantine. Look at somebody and say, that's wrong. That's wrong. Constantine did not uh, start Christmas. Now, the word Christmas comes from the Catholic phrase Christ Mass, which was the celebration of Christ's birth. And I'm explaining that in just a second. But, but people celebrating the birth of Christ actually predates Constantine's rule. There is evidence that Christ's birth was celebrated in 200 AD in the eighth year of Augustus, which happened way before Constantine's rule. So another Christian argument, the date of Christmas came from false god worship. That's not true either. Saturn was honored with a winter solstice festival. Saturnus sun and moon god was worshipped December 17th through the 24th during that season. The early church chose to celebrate the birth of Christ on December 25th in order to counteract false god worship. So to counter the worship of Saturnus uh, during the uh, solstice, they set the date at the 25th. Because no one really knows the exact date of Christ's birth, a date was strategically selected after the winter solstice to celebrate Christmas. So it's not like they were trying to say that the 25th is his literal birthday. It was just a time that was set aside that they chose to celebrate his birthday. And it happened to coincide with the winter solstice. But anyway, so to counteract this winter celebration of false gods, the Christians said, we want, our, we want to move our celebration of Christ's birth 
at the same time. So it did coincide with the pagan worship of the winter solstice, but one had nothing to do with the other. So to to say that the date came from false god worship is not true. Also, celebrating Christmas is pagan. This is what people say. Some say that we cannot recognize the birth of Christ because of the birth of Tammuz or Nimrod. The biblical story of Christ's birth is not a copy of the earlier account of Nimrod's birth. Similar stories of virgin birth deities resonate through pagan culture because of the enemy's plan to parallel the true story with false accounts. So if we decide to celebrate the birth of Christ, we set aside a day and we say, hey, the 25th is when we're going to do it. That has nothing to do with Tammuz and Nimrod because they were not born like they say they were, but Christ was. Amen. How many of you believe Christ was born of a virgin? Amen. The immaculate conception story of Jesus Christ is the only true story. So if we decide to celebrate that, that has nothing to do with false stories. Fables. Amen. Yeah, I mean, y'all, some of y'all acting like some Muslims in here. (laughs) Amen. Because see, they don't believe in it because they believe Christ is the white man's God anyway. But we don't believe that. We celebrate Christ and we celebrate his birth. And so just because Nimrod claims to be born of a virgin or Tammuz claims to be born of a virgin, that has nothing to do with the Christ I believe in because the Christ I believe in is the only one that could have been born of a virgin. Amen? So Christmas in itself is not pagan. Now, some, some of the things that are done during Christmas are pagan, but some of the things that are done during your birthday are pagan. Amen. Blowing out candles. That's, that's fake. That's pagan. Some of y'all were christened. That's pagan. Christening your baby and all that's pagan. Yeah. But folks don't want to, you know, they, they don't, they don't want to go there. Just, oh no, the, the, the Christmas bulb represents the head of Baphomet. No, you, you're just going too far. None of that. No, 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 no. And the lights, man, the lights, the angel of light. He can transform himself into the angel. What? Because of Christmas lights? Hey, man, what about other lights? But you light on your, your headlights. You don't turn them on? Some of this stuff just don't make sense. Hey, man, I ain't telling you to go hang a mistletoe over your co-worker. <laughs> but a lot of this stuff, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, we, we've just gone too far with it. So much so that it's the Christians that are losing the the uh, Christ that was in Christmas. It's the Christians bickering over whether or not to celebrate it that's taking away what it once meant. You're going to tell me that songs, you know, the, the, the Christmas songs, Handel stuff, and all the beautiful Christmas songs is talking about the worship of God, worship of our king, newborn king. You're going to tell me that those songs are pagan and they're talking about Tammuz? Silent night, holy night, all is come, all is bright. You're going to tell me that's talking about Nimrod? Yeah, but see, we've argued and fussed about it so much until we now, it's Xmas. And Christ has been totally taken out of it when the whole purpose of it originally was Christ. Amen. They added Santa and reindeer and all that to it when they were paganizing it. And that, that was just for money for shopping and all of that kind of stuff. But prior to that, it was about the birth of Christ. 
But now that now that they we, we should never let the world be able to paganize something or, 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 or mix pagan stuff with it so much so until we just oh, we're just going to leave it alone. It's no longer about the birth of Jesus. No, we make it about the birth of Jesus. And we sing songs of worship to the to the newborn king or the newborn savior in to, to commemorate him coming. And those songs are precious to many of us. And they mean a lot because they're talking about Jesus. I have yet to hear a song with the word Nimrod in it. (laughs) The Bible forbids Christmas trees. Jeremiah says, thus saith the Lord, learn not the way of the heathen. For the customs of the people are vain. For one cutteth the tree out of the forest, the work of the hands of the workmen with the axe. And then brings it in the living room and sets it up and decks it with icicles. That's the way it looks. It looks like, I'm serious, because that's the way I read it. It looks just like that's what it's saying. Icicles and lights <laughs> and popcorn strings. <laughs> and then everybody bow before it and worship it. No, it's saying that they take the tree out of the forest and the work of the hands of the workmen is talking about how they cut it up with the axe. Then they deck it with silver and with gold. They fasten it with nails and with hammer that it move not. And there we go. They put the base on it so it won't move like it's going to get up in the night. Just, But that's not what it's talking about. When it says that it, that it move not, it's talking about it can't move because it's not a real God. See, this whole passage is talking about them making idols. False gods. They go get the wood They carve out the God in the wood. Then they put gold and silver on it. Remember the children of Israel did this with, uh, in, in the wilderness when Moses was gone too long, right before he came back with the commandments, this is what they did. They took wood and then they asked for everyone's gold and silver and they melted it all down and they made Moloch. We have a picture of it. Give me the picture of Moloch. You got it? Because if you compare what I just said with this picture right here, then you'll understand exactly what it's talking about. There it is. This is what they made. They took the wood, they fastened it down, and then they decked it with gold and silver. And they made an idol. This is what it is. It's not talking about decorating a Christmas tree. I promise you it's not. I thought it did. I was right there with some of you. I was arguing. I told my wife, we can't have no tree. Because I just read the word and Jeremiah said, don't be decking and fastening so it won't move. If we have a tree, just lay it up against something, but don't fasten it. (laughs) I was out there like that, y'all. I'm serious. I'm just being, can I just be honest with you? I thought the same thing. Until the Holy Spirit really had me realize, no, that whole, and you can read that whole entire Jeremiah 10 passage, and that's all it's talking about. It's talking about making these guys out of wood. They would cut it down. That's, that's made out of wood, but it's decked with gold and silver, and it was molek. Amen. All right, you can go back. And, and, and the thing is, back then, they actually worshiped deities that they believe actually existed. So it wasn't no tree worship. Even then, they weren't worshiping trees. They were, they were worshiping gods that they believe actually existed. I talked about some of that in part nine, actually. But some of the Nephilims had created certain beings that they believe were real 
or that may have even been real at that time. And they were making idols of those. But God was comparing himself to them in Jeremiah 10, basically saying, I can move and they can't. I can talk and speak and they can't. Y'all understand what I'm saying? That's what he meant by they move not. This passage does not refer to putting a Christmas tree in one's home and decorating it. Rather, it describes the process of making idols from wood. Craftsmen that created idols in those days would fasten gold and silver onto wood carvings. This is a very lucrative business practice even to this day. When you visit foreign countries, you can observe idol carvings of wood that are decked in gold or silver. This has nothing to do with a decorated tree. So the word deck and decorated, that's where we just, that, that you know. The early church even decorated palm leaves for Palm Sunday to celebrate Christ's triumphant entry into Jerusalem. So there's nothing wrong with us decorating something. And here's the crazy thing. We talk about adding gold and silver to trees. I mean, we wear gold and silver. Remember, you you know, we we have to have balance. Look at somebody say balance. Got to have balance with this stuff. Don't you decorate your living room? Don't you make it look nice? Just balance. Is that pagan? Ain't nobody work putting a tree in their house and worshiping it. At least I don't know of anyone. Anybody doing that? Talking to it? Good understanding here. Let's get an understanding. This is not talking about a Christmas tree. Now, if you choose not to have one, that's fine. But don't try to use a scripture that is not talking about that as your justification. Amen? We can all make our decisions. Y'all grown. Everybody's grown in here. All you, all you parents and stuff, y'all grown. So, your house is your house. That's your decision. You can have whatever you want. You don't have to. You can leave here and say, I don't care what pastor say. I just believe we don't need a treat. And it could be fi- for financial reasons, whatever. Amen. But I just don't want you trying to quote Jeremiah 10 when Jeremiah 10 is not talking about decorating a Christmas tree. With all thy getting, get a what? Get an understanding. Another argument from Christians, Christmas is not Christ's birthday. Well, your birthday is not your birthday. (laughs) Yeah. Linear time doesn't work that way. There's no way you can pinpoint your birthday. I mean, celebrate your birthday on the day on the same date now. And it actually be linearly your birthday because linear time doesn't work that way. So you've lost days over the years. So the day you celebrate your birthday, depending on how old you are, could be 10, 15 days away from when you were actually born, according to time, real time, because linear time runs differently. Y'all understand what I'm saying? But we pick a date. We celebrate on a date. We celebrate our anniversary on a date. We pick a date because that's the closest we can come to understanding when it actually happened, even though it's not, it doesn't happen that way every year. Amen. Amen. There's nothing wrong with celebrating your anniversary, celebrating birth dates, Remembering stuff, amen, because it's so funny how even these folks that just strongly against it, I don't see them at work on Martin Luther King birthday. <laughs> Be at home. So you're not going to celebrate Christ's birthday, but you go, oh, I can't wait for MLK, Columbus Day, Veterans Day. You recognizing all these days? Go to work. Tell your boss, I'm sorry, I have to work because I can't observe times. <laughs> and see, that inconsistency make people think Christian, Christians are crazy. Because that, that's just, 
That's just inconsistent. I mean, I was flipping through the channel looking for a game last night, and Carrie was on. Y'all remember that movie? It's an updated version now. So I said, let me see what they've done. And man, this lady had the Christian music playing. Carrie's mama, because you know she was crazy. Had the Christian music playing and in the background, and she was just worshiping God, and they made her look so crass. And man, that stuff makes me mad. That's made Christians look crazy. But we make ourselves look crazy sometimes. That's why Paul said, don't be arguing over this kind of stuff. Paul said, don't, we, don't argue over this because it's going to make you look crazy. Because you're in a pagan society, so there's no way you're going to do everything anti-pagan. Because you're in a pagan society, so don't... He, he told the Jews, don't, don't be making a difference in making the Gentiles try to act like you because they can't in the society that they're living in. There's no way they can. So what you're going to do is you're going to alienate yourselves and make, you, make yourselves look better than them by celebrating the festivals and all that. That's what the, uh, that uh, uh, Galatians scripture is talking about. It's, you're going to alienate yourself, make yourself look better than they are and everything because they can't do what you do because y'all are an independent society and they are under pagan leadership. But when we try to do that and grab this from the Jewish culture and grab that, I'm going to celebrate the Sabbath. Well, then you're going to look very inconsistent with society because we already talked about the Gregorian calendar and the Julian calendar. You, you, there's no way you can do it. And there's no way you can do it consistently. So you're going to make yourself look crazy. And why are you arguing over days and celebrating holidays and holy days and all of that? And Paul said, don't do it. So this is, we don't, you don't sit up and argue with your family about Christmas and no, no, you don't do that because that makes us inconsistent with other things. Oh, you don't have to amen me, but it does. It just makes you look inconsistent. And that's how I felt when I got out there on this whole Jeremiah thing, arguing with folks about trees and stuff. After a while, I was like, man, I sound stupid. I got on Calvin Klein jeans. Old ring that was probably carved by a Mayan. <laughs> I mean, you know, so we have to be careful with this stuff. Now, I'm not saying you go to a seance or nothing, but I'm saying that we have to be careful and use balance when we're discussing these things and never try to argue these things. But they say Christmas is not Christ's birthday, so I can't celebrate it. I got it. If I'm going to celebrate it, it has to be his birthday. Pagans desire for us to accept that. Tammuz, Osiris, Gilgamesh, Saturn, Zeus, Odin, Shiva, many others were all born a virgin. And when you celebrate Christ's birthday, you are really celebrating all of their births and not his. This is false. Look, somebody say it's false. Christ is the only true virgin born king. The other stories are fictitious accounts that attempt to make Jesus' Jesus's immaculate conception common and not miraculous. We choose to celebrate Christmas in order to recognize Christ's birth as we do our own birthdays. Amen? Five things to remember during the Christmas season. Number one, do not forget Christ because this is what they want. Not only do they want us to forget Christ, they want you to take Christ out of it. This is where Xmas came from. So we can take Christ out of the day and make the day just a day for friends and family. Well, you know what they mean by family, some gays and some lesbians. And if they take Christ out of it, then they can do that. But with Christ in it, you can't do that because Christ said that you can't do that. God did not make you, look at somebody say, God didn't make you that way. 
He didn't make us that way. Amen. So we don't want to forget Christ. Christ should be celebrated first and foremost during the Christmas season. Though pagans have fought to declare that this season was set aside for false god worship, believers know that we celebrate our Savior's birth on Christmas. Amen. All right. We're not celebrating Tammuz and Nimrod or anything else. Number two, do not spend what you do not have. Don't get so excited. Amen. This season comes and goes. And folks, oh man, you get to looking at your bank account and you feel like you were celebrating Tammuz. <laughs> Amen. Because it's not about that. It's not about that. It's not about what you're getting and what you're giving. It's about the spirit that you do it in. Amen. Even if you just wake up and just give each other a hug for Christmas. But remember, do not spend what you do not have, no matter how badly it is desired. If you can't afford it, don't buy it. We don't buy stuff we can't afford. Amen? That's bad business. Bad business. Number three, consider those that do not have. Many do not have money. Many do not have money. Some have lost family and friends, and others may be alone during the season. Consider them and pray for God to bless them throughout the Christmas season. So don't forget people in your efforts. Amen? In your efforts to celebrate or be happy during this season, or listen to the music, eat the food, get the family together, y'all all sit around, whatever. Don't forget people that are less fortunate and people that have gone on. Amen? Number four, after this season, life goes on. Amen? Amen. And teach your kids how to be grateful. That might take a whooping, a gift and a whooping. Hey, man, y'all heard on the CD about the XJ9000, right? The Christmas CD? Hey, man, that boy deserved a whooping, didn't he? But yeah, but that's, we don't have ungrateful kids crying and throwing stuff. I didn't want this. <laughs> See, something happened when I just, I just thought about my own. That's just a beating. Whatever it is, you whip them with it. If it's a truck, you just whip them with the truck. Some skates, just... Grab the strings like David and go, lion, skate coming at your head. You know what I'm saying? We don't do that in our houses. You better be grateful. And you know how you make a kid grateful? Whoopings do. But if you just don't want to get physically abusive, you know what you do? Take everything from them. Take everything. Put them in the dark ages. Lincoln logs and tinker toys. Nothing, nothing that'll plug up. I'm taking everything that plugs up. They'll feel like they're in a time machine. What happened? Everything. Take that cell phone. Give them a firefly. You can get them on eBay for $20. Y'all know what a firefly is? You get that firefly and take the SIM card out of their phone and put it in that firefly. Firefly has four buttons. Mama, Daddy, 911. And an extra button you can program for somebody else. And that's it. Them the only people they can call. Ain't no screen on it, nothing. Just four buttons. Y'all don't know about the firefly? Every, every house needs a firefly. Every house needs a firefly. It runs on regular batteries. Triple A, it don't plug up. You don't charge that. Because you, you ain't doing them and pushing some buttons. 
Yeah, let your kid walk around with that. They even got a chain where you can wear it around your neck. <laughs> One thing's for the old folks, you know, just a life alert. <laughs> I'm going to give you a life alert. but you can't call me. You can only call the cops. <laughs> the ambulance. That's the only person you can call. <laughs> ambulance. It better be important. Uh, life alert. How can I help you? Oh, man. I just, I, I just want to talk to somebody. I, 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 cause man, I don't have my phone no more. <laughs> Amen. Amen. But you, we don't, all this ungrateful stuff, not going to have it. Amen. You're not going to watch the kids on TV and then try to act like them. Because every kid on TV need a beating. Every kid. Every kid. I can't watch it. I can't watch little kids on TV. Amen. And ungratefulness. No, stop it. Man, man, do you know how we grow up? How we had to grow up? Cell phone. What? How many of you, when you were young, there's no way you would have got a cell phone? Ain't no way my daddy was going to pay that kind of money for a phone. By the minute, I got to pay for minutes too? Minutes supposed to come with the phone. I can hear him now. Minutes supposed to come with the phone. I don't pay for the air and the air condition. Well, I got to pay minutes. Where, those, where are the minutes at? Who, who, where, they, where, where they coming from? <laughs> that just would not have made sense to him. <laughs> thousand minutes. Who, who says? Where are they? Where's the thousand? I need to see the minutes before I pay for it. I know y'all keeping count. <laughs> Who's keeping count of the minutes? Because he would have wanted all of them, all 1,000. <laughs> that would not have made sense. Hey, Amen. So y'all, some these are some blessed kids, man. Kids got phone. You got a phone? Look at this boy. <laughs> they got phones like, oh, man. Oh, PlayStation. I mean, they got PlayStation. You can get in the game. Open the box and step in it. Man, we had Pong, Atari football, just two people on each team. One of them was flickering. Remember that? Sound effects. Ding, 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 ding. That was our sound effect. They got like whole songs now. Y'all are blessed. Don't forget. Amen. Don't forget. That, sit them down at Christmas because we every Christmas we make them read the we, we read the Christmas story. We every one of them, you know, take a chance, take a turn each Christmas. But man, make them realize what is really going on here. And how blessed you really are. Be grateful. Amen. And after this season, life's gonna go on. Life's going to go on. So don't make decisions based on this season without considering the future. Amen? Christmas is going to pass, but mortgage is still going to be due. Amen? Rent ain't going nowhere unless you moving. And you need to sit your kids down and tell them. So look, stuff costs money now, son. Uh, rent. Just walk around and touch the wall. Everybody touch walls. Walk, just touch the walls. How all your kids walking around the wall. Just see that? Feel that wall? That wall costs money. That wall that's keeping us in. 
Now we can go outside and it'd be free. But that, it ain't even free outside because you're standing on something that costs. Let them realize. Just sit them down one day when they all eating and, and just give them all a bill. Let them see what that would have cost you. If you had gone somewhere, all that spaghetti, eight pounds of spaghetti. You to look. If you had went out to eat, that would have been $20 a person. Amen. But let them realize what stuff costs and all of that. Amen. Finally, the greatest gift, give Christ your heart completely. But don't wait till December 25th to do this. Amen. Do this immediately. Give him your heart com- because that's the best gift you have to offer. Amen. Your life. Summary. We should not get caught up in spending money to prove our love for each other. Time should be set aside to show love toward others like God showed us by giving his son. Christmas is a time to enjoy family and friends. It's a time to show love toward other, our fellow man. Even though there are many parallels to the Christmas story, there is one true story. And that is the immaculate conception of Jesus Christ. We choose to celebrate his birth and recognize him, his coming on the selected date of December 25th. Greatest story ever told, Luke 1 and 26. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored and the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, She was troubled at his saying and cast in her mind, what manner of salutation should this be? And the angel said unto her, fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in the womb and bring forth what? A son and shall call his name Jesus. He shall be great and shall be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father, David, and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, there shall be what? No end. You've been listening to a true church perspective from G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of Adamant Believers Council in Grand Prairie, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas, 76124, or donate online at www.exministries.com. Dot com.